Time for keys to the game. Indianapolis Colts travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals at Paycor Stadium. This has turned into a big football game. A lot riding on this football game. Third down. Third down is the money down. Third down was important in the big win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars were third in the National Football League on third down defensively, only allowing 35% conversion rate. The Bengals took them apart on third down. They go eight for 14, 57.1%. Third down was a massive deal in this football game. Same thing has to happen against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are pretty good defensively on third down as well. When you look at their numbers, they're 14th in the league, 38.1%. Respectable, third down team. First down efficiency, early down efficiency is going to be critical in this football game. Stay away from third and long. That's what they did a pretty good job of against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Make it third and manageable situations. I think that'll go a long way to the success of the Cincinnati Bengals moving the football consistently like they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big deal is to play sound, complimentary football. And that can be all three units, offense, defense, special teams, all complementing each other. It can be within a specific unit as well, like the Bengals' run game complimenting their passing attack. I think one of the big reasons is Jake Browning throwing the football for over 350 yards. Running game went for 156. Makes life a lot easier. There's no question about it. If you play sound, complimentary football, use it all. You're going to have to. You're going to need it all in NFL games. They ran the ball well, over 150 yards. That's got to continue. Then you can go to the play-action passing game. When you're running the ball that well, I mean, linebackers, safeties, they have to pay attention to what's going on. And it's going to create openings and spaces between linebackers and safeties. There's no two ways about that. The boots, the nakeds, getting Jake Browning out of pocket, change the launch point, makes life easier for the offensive line. They don't don't have a, a target, you know, to, to tee off on seven yards behind the football. The quarterback's going to be there snap after snap after snap. Uh, they utilize the screen game. They utilize drop back passing on, under center. I mean, they did everything. And that's that's going to be a a big big factor in this football game. Jake Browning uh, can can attack all quadrants of the football field. I thought they the Bengals had a tremendous game plan against the Jacksonville Jaguars by personnel groupings and formations and attack the entire football field like we just talked about. Going to have to do the same thing against this Indianapolis Colts defense. I think protection pressure is going to be a big deal. Thought the offensive line had maybe their best game in terms of pass protection all season long. Why? Because they ran the football for 150 yards. That anchors the defensive line. The Bengals want max protection quite a bit, too. They'd use six to seven blockers to uh, initially protect uh, Jake Browning back there. They'd use a tight end, and they'd use Drew Sample as a tight end in the backfield or have a back in the backfield to be able to pick up blitzes and, and, and could slide the protection one way and have extra people on the backside to handle um, – pressure coming off the backside from away from uh, blitz packages. So I thought they, they did a great job there in terms of protection. And it's going to have to be a case in, in this football game. The Indianapolis Colts, they've only allowed 27 sacks on the season. Their offensive line is pretty strong. Quentin Nelson is a great player, uh, first-round draft pick. Ryan Kelly, Lakota High School, Alabama, first-round draft pick at the center position. These, these are good football players. There, there's absolutely uh, no question about it. Braden Smith, second-round pick at the right tackle position. 
This, this offensive line had an off year last year in Indianapolis, but they've bounced back and they're playing very well. They're protecting their quarterback. Uh, 27 sacks is tied for 10th fewest in the NFL. They're number 11 in terms of sacks per pass attempt. Defensively, man, they get after it now. Gus Bradley, this defensive coordinator, he is very, very clever in how he schemes his pressure packages. He's one of the best. He'll give you false pressure packages, and then he'll bring it, and he'll bring it hard with a lot of bodies. You don't know who's coming, who's dropping into coverage. They got 42 quarterback sacks, second most in the National Football League. 254 yards lost in those quarterback sacks, fourth most in the National Football League. They're uh, number six in sack per pass attempt. So they're, they're pretty pretty salty in terms of protecting the quarterback and then getting after the quarterback. That plus 15 ratio in sacks, 27 allowed and 42 generated, is tied for sixth best in the National Football League. So that is going to be a big deal. The Bengals have to compete in that area. The Bengals uh, for the season are, are nowhere near uh, being able to compare to those kind of numbers. The Bengals have allowed one more sack than they've generated. Uh, and th- this is going to be a big, big deal. Jake Browning, give him time to throw the football. He's shown he can carve a defense up. Minshew, get him off his spot. Get him a clock in his head. Hurry just a little bit. Make him move when he doesn't want to. Make him throw before he wants to. Just the opposite for Jake Browning. If the Bengals are moving him to change the launch point, that's great. But if he's in pocket, allow him to stay on his spot, make his reads, and deliver the ball on time. And Gus Bradley, as a defensive coordinator, he gets everybody involved. He brings pressure from everywhere. The Indianapolis Colts have four players that have five and a half sacks or more. That's impressive. That's not a norm in the National Football League. Buckner, and tell you what, this big old horse inside, DeForest Buckner, this guy can play. Quiddy Pay on the edge, he's got seven and a half. Buckner has five and a half. I mean, they've got players that have accumulated sacks. They've got an eight sack, seven and a half sack, six and a half sack, five and a half sack total from their top sackers on on their football team. Everybody's doing a little, so nobody has to do a lot. On the flip side of that, Trey Hendrickson, he's now got 11 and a half sacks, tied for six most in the National Football League, and he's putting together a a nice run. Uh, he's, uh, He's only like three sacks away from the single season record that he set here recently, Trey Henderson continues to apply pressure off the edge for the Bengals. Take a look at the Indianapolis Colts statistically on a quarter by quarter basis, the points scored points allowed is nuts. In the first quarter, they've outscored the opponent by one point, 69 to 68. In the second quarter, they've been outscored by one point, 91 to 90. In the third quarter, they've outscored the opponent by two points, 54-52. 54-52. In the fourth quarter, they've outscored the opponent by two points, 78-76. They've had three overtime games. Points scored in the overtimes, nine apiece. They've scored 300 points, eighth best in the National Football League. They've given up 296. It's only a four-point differential. I guess that's why they're 7-5. and five. If they were 6-6, six and six, it would be like, I guess, 300 apiece, 300 scored, 300 against. But it is amazing. When they get hot and score points, their defense doesn't hold up. When they're struggling to score, their defense holds up and and keeps them in football games. Talk about complimentary football. Over the course of 12 football games, to have a four-point differential in points scored and points allowed, it's just a crazy number.
I think another big key to success is Jake Browning continue to spread the ball around. In the first half of the Jacksonville game, he had already thrown to nine different receivers. The Bengals did a phenomenal job of spreading the football field by formation and personnel grouping and attacking every quadrant of it. And they did everything that you can think of doing with quarterback Jake Browning. They had him under center. They had him in the shotgun. They bootlegged him. They naked bootlegged, rolled him. We talked about a big key to the success for the Cincinnati Bengals was allowing Jake Browning to be the best version of himself that he could possibly be. Not to try to be Joe Burrow. There's only one Joe Burrow. But be the best Jake Browning that he can be. And man, did that ever work out against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The offensive line protected him. The running game supported him. The coaching staff put together a phenomenal game plan. They called a great game, and he executed. In fact, Jake Browning, Offensive Player of the Week in the National Football League. How about that noise? And deservedly so. A historical performance. He's one of seven quarterbacks in NFL history to complete at least 86% of his passes while throwing for over 350 yards. The others, Drew Brees, Rich Gannon, Chris Chandler, Vinny Testaverde, Peyton Manning, and Lamar Jackson. This is his second NFL start. <laughs> like Zach Taylor said, and I think it very appropriately, set the world on fire. Are you kidding me? But what you don't want to have happen is be a one-hit wonder. You want to, I'm not saying he's going to do that, put up those kind of numbers every single week, but you want to be consistently closer to that performance that you can possibly be. And that's going to be the key for the stretch run here for the Cincinnati Bengals, not to have a historical performance and then fall apart and then climb back up the ladder a few steps and then not, not do it again. Consistently, consistently perform. I think that's the, that's the secret to success for all these great players, great quarterbacks in national football league history. And uh, Jake Browning, He's got the makeup to do that. He's going to be very consistent with his performance. He doesn't feel like he's plateaued. Man, I wonder where that plateau is. One area the Bengals had some difficulty was hidden yards, field position against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their average drive start was nine yards worse than what the Jacksonville Jaguars had. There were reasons. You know, the Bengals had the turnover where Tyler Boyd with the gadget play just, you know, had the interception, gave the Jaguars a short field. But even early in the football game, the Bengals went for it, uh, went for it on fourth down, didn't make it, short field. The Jaguars had some, some pluses there. The Bengals were able to overcome. But each team had 11 possessions, nine-yard differential, and average drive start. We're talking 99 yards. We're talking a football field of hidden yards. The Bengals were able to overcome it. You don't want to do that on a consistent basis. You want to have a better average drive start, make the Jaguars go on long fields, and you consistently have shorter fields. That's going to be a lot easier to, to deal with. And really, the Jaguars in their kicking game, Sanchez, their punter, he has not punted the ball into the end zone all year. The only punter in the NFL without a touchback. He's got 16 punts inside the 20, no touchbacks. That plus 16 ratio is pretty darn good. He's really helped his football team from a field position, hidden yard standpoint. So the Bengals are going to have to compete in that area. And, of course, turnovers dictate that a lot. Bengals have to be clean in that turnover department. In the National Football League, teams are pretty even in terms of talent. 
turnovers decide football games. You don't want to give away possessions, and you want to accumulate possessions. That's the nature of the beast. Not only in the NFL, every level of football. The Bengals went minus one and still won the football game against Jaguars. Jaguars didn't turn it over at all. The Bengals had the one giveaway, which was short field, and Jaguars scored a touchdown on it. The Bengals, 19 takeaways, tied for eighth best in the NFL. They've only got 10 giveaways, which is still tied for fewest in the National Football League. So they've been pretty good in terms of not self-destructing in that area. Plus nine in the turnover ratio is still top three, third best in the NFL. Indianapolis has 20 takeaways, one more than the Bengals do. They're tied for fifth in the NFL. They've got 18 giveaways, though. They've had their issues in the turnover department, tied for 20th in the league. Because of the giveaway scenario, they're only plus two in the turnover ratio, which is 13th in the National Football League. The Jaguars have put the ball on the ground 17 times and lost 10 of the fumbles, 17 times. They've forced 21 fumbles by the opponent, so you have to have ball security against these Jaguars, but they've only been able to recover eight of them. The Jaguars have 12 interceptions, just like the Cincinnati Bengals do. They're both tied for fifth in the National Football League. So the Indianapolis Colts and the Cincinnati Bengals, a big factor in this football game, who takes care of the football. Both football teams believe in distributing the football to multiple players. Jake Browning has done a great job of that. Like I said, in the first half against the Jacksonville Jaguars, nine different receivers caught a ball. I mean, that's that's getting it done big time. But the Indianapolis Colts have the same type of belief on the season in their receiving group. Now, that includes wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, obviously. Nine different players have a catch of 30 yards or more. Nine different guys. Six different guys have a catch of 40 yards or more. Three different players have a catch of 50 yards or more. And their longest is Pittman has a 75-yard touchdown reception. So the Indianapolis Colts leave in the same thing. Minshew wants to distribute the football to as many different places as you possibly can, and so does Jake Browning. Now, Jamar Chase, he's going to be the focal point, and rightfully so. There's no doubt about that. Jamar Chase is a stud. Uh, and, and everything else revolves around and off of the efforts of Jamar Chase for the Bengals in the passing game. We look forward to another year of In the Trenches presented by First Star Logistics, but we wanted to give you some big news. This season, you'll find our interviews and keys to Bengals victory on In the Trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle. Also, the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play. So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.